Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, make sure you start your day with Strange Brew Coffee House. It's going to be a long night on Saturday. You need that boost to get you through the day. Strange Brew will provide it. And, of course, a victory Sunday sounds like a delicious treat on Sunday. So, Bulldogs win. Go by and grab yourself some ice cream and start your day the right way at Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at College Corner hope that you have made your purchases. You don't have to wait in line when you're in Starkville. So you can just go to the game, go to the tailgate, go wherever you want to go. Don't worry about the wait when you shop at College Corner. They've got everything maroon and white you need for your house, for your car, and, of course, for yourself. National Championship merchandise still for sale. Plenty of MSU football stuff as well. Check them out, collegecornerstore.com, two locations of College Corner in the Jackson area. Humble Taco is ready to see you this weekend. They are Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. The most unique menu of any Mexican restaurant you're ever going to find. Your favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican favorites. Check them out this weekend. Head over to the patio. Grab a handcrafted margarita, some chips and queso or salsa, and a couple of great tacos. It'll be a great meal and a great time when you're at Humble Taco. It's Friday. That means it's the three Ps. We'll take a deep look here at Mississippi State and North Carolina State. In my opinion, one of the biggest uh, non-conference games we've had in Starkville in, in quite some time. I, I honestly don't remember uh, one, Robbie, that, uh, that stands up to this in terms of what it's going to mean going forward for not, not just this team, not just this year's team, but for this. I, there's, there's some weight on this game about the program going forward. There's some weight on this game in terms of what fans are going to do, how they are going to react if this if this game goes one way or the other. Um, so there's a this this is as big as any game state has played outside of you know playing Alabama, Ole Miss every every other or every year. It, it, this is a huge game. I feel I feel like there are expectations for Mississippi State. They need to meet them. Just for from your perspective. Do you feel the same about this game as I do? I do think it's very important. There's a lot of fans that are kind of in the balance right now with Mike Leach. A lot of people that are on the fence. They don't know if this is going to work out. They're kind of taking a wait-and-see approach. you got to get some confidence with this team. you got to show that you're kind of moving forward here. You know, you won three regular season games last year, and that was during COVID. You had a coaching change. You had, a, you had the air raid offense coming in. You know, and, and also is it all SEC schedule, but now you don't have any excuses. You've had players that have played for a season. They're no longer freshmen anymore. They've played a full season, and they played SEC schedule. So this is a game that Mississippi State should be prepared for. 
you, you don't really have any excuses anymore. And everybody talks about Mike Leach in year two. Well, he needs to start showing improvement. Last week, it was good that that team was able to bounce back like that and find a way to win. But that was a game that you were favored to win by three touchdowns. And you had to come back from three touchdowns to try to win that ball game. So you have to prove this week that that was a fluke. You have to prove that that was just a bad two quarters. That's not what your team is. Your team is what you saw in the first and the fourth quarter. And that's what this week's all about for Mississippi State. It's a proving ground game for the Bulldogs because they have a very tough schedule uh, moving forward in the SEC. You got to play Alabama. You got to play LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, all these teams that are going to be better this year, uh, some of them better. Uh, This is going to be a tough schedule, and it's not going to get any easier. Losing a game, dropping a non-conference game is going to be tough for the Bulldogs to kind of climb out of a hole here. So I think it's a very big game. I agree with you. For Mississippi State, you know, it's crazy if you if you think back a couple years and say, look, State's going to have a quarterback go 39 for 47, 379 yards, and uh, three touchdowns to one pick. And people are going to be criticizing and nitpicking about his performance, but that's what we saw from, from Will Rogers this past week. He clearly has some things to improve upon, but by and large, that was a good performance from him. He completed passes. He had the one turnover, which was, you know, not a good one, but he also threw three touchdowns, you know, 380 yards passing, that's sort of where we were talking about, you know, where was he going to be for the year? I don't think he's going to average 380, but I think him being around that number again this week would go a long way because I think State is going to be able to run the football on North Carolina State a little bit more. And I think that Real Rogers is poised for a big game. I guess my question is, can he take advantage of those opportunities and have a big game? Yeah, I I think they're going to run a little more man than – what we I saw agree. last week, I, I think this defense is going to, to think they can run some man. And if that's the case, I think this offense is built to beat the man defense. We saw it last year. Almost every time somebody ran the man against this offense, they flourished. That's what this offense is built around. What you what you saw from this offense where they were kind of um, stalled and they, they've kind of been you know, stuck in the mud a little bit the last couple of years – is when defenses are running the zone because it's harder to get the ball down the field. You just kind of have to dink and dunk and, and kind of the death by a thousand paper cuts. The man defense allows you to have those one-on-one matchups and to find space in the defense a little more. And I think Will Rogers is ready for that if that opportunity comes. So if he sees man defense this, this weekend, I expect him to take advantage of that. I think he's ready for that. And I think his wide receivers are ready for that too. It's going to be interesting to see what that defense looks like uh, against the state offense coming out. I think that's the big battle. I think state's defense is going to be able to get North Carolina State off the field and be able to to kind of stymie the rushing attack a little bit. The big battle for me is state's offense versus North Carolina State's defense. If state's able to have success against that defense and able to move the ball down the field consistently, get in field goal range or even score touchdowns, I feel really good about State's chances in this ball game. If they're going three and out and getting off the field and they're not able to find a lot of success there like they were for two quarters against La Tech, they're going to be in trouble. This is a game where State's got to establish things offensively early in the game, and they've got to continue to progress throughout the game. They can't have these long lulls like they did where they gave up 31 or 34 straight points against La Tech. 
they've got to be able to consistently have success offensively. And I think that's that's the big thing. Will Rogers has got to come out and kind of command things. He doesn't have to throw for 370 in this ball game. He doesn't have to have the type of game he did last week. But the grades that he did last week, that'd be great. If you could produce that every single week. I mean, he was one of the top graded quarterbacks in the league, and that's with an interception in a fumble last week. So I thought he handled things pretty well. If, if he's consistently running that offense like that every game, then State's in pretty good shape. When it comes to this offense this weekend, I mean, State averaged six yards a carry running the football last weekend. I, I think Mike Leach has to see this. I, I'm not again. I'm not ever going to suggest that he's going to you know balance things out, start carrying the ball 20, 25 times again, anything like that. But I would like to see Jaquavius Marks get the ball at the line of scrimmage a little bit more if he's going to be able to you know get five, six yards a carry. I think he's the most improved player on the team. I think Dylan Johnson, despite his fumble last week, is still a great player for Mississippi State. 14 carries a week ago. I think I mean, obviously a large part of that is being behind by 20 or being behind most of the game. Do you think the state maybe comes out this week and, and establish the runs, not the right word for Mike Leach, but is a little more active in the running game? I think that's possible. And I, I think this is the, this is the defense to do that against. And, you know, I, last week you, you probably could have seen a little more from the, the the rushing attack, I think 12 carries for Jaquavius Marks. I, I don't think he's ever going to get 25 carries, but, you know, 14, 15 carries to 18 carries in a game, I think that's a good that's a good place to live for Mississippi State. And at that point, if you're consistently doing that, if, you know, he's averaging six, seven yards a rush, then that's closing in on 100 yards rushing. Right. And I, I don't know how many times you're going to see that from Mississippi State, but if you got a running back rushing for 100 yards in this kind of offense, that's really going to open up the passing attack. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to see more of an established rushing attack to hold, to keep this defense off balance. And with that, I think you will see more man defense from this North Carolina State defense if you're doing that. Malik Heath is supposed to be back this weekend, obviously, in State's receiving core. We saw some good things last week from Jamar, from Jameer Calvin. Uh, from from Jaden Wally, uh, Tula Griffin, Makai Polk, and now Malik Keith coming back. You know what can he what can he play? Does he have a role to play? Is he is he back right into the starting lineup in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the guy that was uh, just about every practice that we saw. I think all the practices that we saw, he was your top guy at his spot on the outside, and I think that's likely going to be the case in this game because. It's been pretty much known from the very beginning that Malik Heath was not going to start in that first game. Right. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody. I think we all knew that was going to happen. So the plan has been in place for him to be a huge part of this offense the entire offseason. And Steve Spurrier Jr. has been really excited about him. Mike Leach has been excited about him, with the exception of when he was trying to catch the ball with one hand. Mike Leach did not like that. But I think they're really excited about putting him into place and adding another piece to this offense because we saw last week State's got some really good weapons out there. And now you add another guy into the mix, and Malik Heath, who's a veteran guy that's you know a pretty versatile wide receiver. He can catch the ball at the line of scrimmage, take off and run. He can get down the field and make a big catch. So that's just another weapon that Will Rogers gets to work with here. And I, I think that State's wide receivers are going to be ready for the challenge this week. Do you th- – 
it's not like it's I don't I don't call it a controversy or anything like that. But this Jaden Wally Austin Williams thing, what what do you think Jaden Wally? I mean, we hear what Mike Leach is having to say, but what does he have to do to to finally put himself into the starting lineup and be there every week? Because there's no doubt to me he's state's best wide receiver. I just think that they just want him to continue to to get better and realize his potential. I mean, he's he's got he's got so much more potential even than what he's shown at this point. And, uh, you know, I think it's more of a motivational factor for him than anything else. And I don't think he's doing anything wrong in practice or anything like that. I just think that he's, you know, they just want to see some more consistency out of him and to kind of just realize that potential that he has there at that position. But I think both of those guys are going to continue to play anyway. I, I just, I don't, I still don't put as much into that who's starting and who's not um, that a lot of people are right now. I just I believe that both of those guys are going to play and, and play their part in this offense. And you need both of them, too, because they both had a little something different. On the offensive line, we've talked about it quite a bit this week. Uh, this is a big challenge for them. This is a good NC State defense. Uh, who, they didn't get a sack last week against South Florida, but they still did put on pressure. They don't have the same talent up front that they've had in the past few years, whereas as Mike Golick Jr. talked about with us yesterday. This is still a very good defense. Do you expect a bounce-back performance from that group? Yeah, State's offensive line, I think, is is better than what they've shown. I think that that's a talented group. It's just I, I can't really put a finger on what the issue is. I know that you said you know yesterday that Golick thought you know maybe the splits is a little bit tougher for those guys to have the communication that, that – um, they need up front. They got to get better in that regard. They have to be better in communicating. And I, you know, I was a little, I was pleasantly surprised with Scott Lashley. I thought LaQuinston Sharp was really good. The other guys have got to be better. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with Dollar Bill moving forward. You have another option there with, uh, if you can get Cole Smith in the mix and just kind of, I guess, slide Cam Jones over. But they've got to find their right five. And it's not, it's, it's, that what they showed last week is not going to fly in the SEC. It's going to be like a lot like it was last year. So that group's got to be better. Charles Cross has to be better. Yeah, that's a projected first round pick. You got to start seeing that from him, and it kind of starts with him because that's the possibly the most important position on the offensive line right there at left tackle to protect the quarterback from the blind side. So it really kind of starts with him, and and will have a trickle down effect if he can be better. All in all for Mississippi State offensively in, in this game, you know, what, what are you expecting to see? This is, a, a like I said, a, a pretty good North Carolina State defense. State put up 35 points. They put up 35 points, Robbie, in, in what? If we, if we break it down by actual game time, 20 minutes of game time, I mean, they were unstoppable for those five drives. The other drives, obviously, they were very stoppable. Can they be more consistent this week? Yeah, they scored, I think, on five of the seven drives in the first and the fourth quarters. Does that mm-hmm. sound right? That sounds correct. So yeah. that that's kind of the thing. It's it's all about consistent consistency with this group. We've seen that they're capable of doing it. They just can't do it for four quarters for whatever reason. They haven't been able to do that. You can't have that second and third quarter lull like we saw last week in this ballgame. If you do that, you're, you're not going to get beat. You're going to get blown out in this game. So you don't have to score five out of seven drives, but you need to consistently – you don't need to have eight straight drives where you're punting or turning the ball over. 
uh, you're going to have to consistently get in the end zone, score a couple of touchdowns in the second quarter, score, score a touchdown, kick a field goal in the third or something. Just kind of stay in the fight. That's what's got to happen with this offense this week. Defensively, I expect it to look a lot different. Because State last week, for whatever reason, did not get the, the the pressure that you would expect from a Zach Arnett defense. And I don't know if that was by design or if Louisiana Tech just had a good scheme. I don't, I don't know quite what it was. But not getting to the quarterback frequently was a big surprise for me. I think that changes this week. I think State will put a lot of pressure on Devin Leary and that North Carolina State uh, offense. What do you think? I felt Did it feel a little like Zach Arnett was holding back some last week. I, I hate talking about that because it always reminds me of like, remember Mullen in was it twelve when they were undefeated and they were like, oh, we're not even really seeing this full offense yet because they've been playing all these easy yes. games. Wait till they play Alabama, and then you saw what happened. So I, I never really buy into that, but at the same time, it was a very vanilla game plan, or at least it seemed to be. Well, if you remember that the the fourth down play call that he had, the the one that he called the. Uh, uh, we can't say the crappy, word. That he, yeah, we can't say the, the word. Your mom's listening. Yeah, that's right. Um, he he dropped the s bomb yesterday when describing his play call on that fourth down. I th- I think that you're going to see a, a little more aggressiveness from Zach Arnett this week. I I didn't I didn't think he called a whole lot of exotic blitzes or anything like that in that ball game. Right. I can be wrong, but I, I don't remember seeing you know a lot of pressure. And, uh, you know, the times that did bring pressure, though, they, they weren't getting in the backfield. So they, they've got to be better just like the offensive line has to be better. This defense is predicated on pressure. That's how this defense works. you got to be bringing pressure. you got to make the quarterback uncomfortable. I thought they did early in that ball game. That was one of the things that I mentioned last week was key to kind of get Austin Kendall off kilter in that first quarter and second quarter by – bringing pressure and making sure that he wasn't comfortable back there. And they were that way. And then they started kind of laxing a little bit, and Louisiana Tech was able to get some confidence and stay in the pocket a little bit. you got to do that in this ball game. you got to stop the run first and foremost. But secondly, if you're forcing them into passing situations, I think you got to bring some pressure and try to dial something up to, to get a big play from the defense. So – this could be a, a, a good game for the defense to bounce back. We know that they're capable of doing it. they got plenty of talent, especially on that first team. They've just got to show it this week. Last week, NC State was very balanced. 232 yards passing, 293 yards rushing. Um, I, I feel like this, the game plan for State's going to be stopping the run. I feel like they're, they're, they're going to load up near the line of scrimmage, and they're going to basically put the game into Martin Emerson and em- Emmanuel Forbes's hands and say, you guys are going to have to deliver back there and some man coverage opportunities. Is that how you see it? Do you think it's, it's got to be stopping the run first? Because I think that's where NC State is the strongest. Absolutely. I, I think you have the same game plan that you do with uh, Georgia last year. I think you just say, that's a good, that's we're going to stop idea, the yeah. run. If you, if you can pass the ball on us, then we'll shake your hand and, and give you a hat tip. But you're not going to have two 100-yard rushers. You're not going to sit there and run the ball down our throats and dictate the, the time possession, dictate the possession of the ball. We're going to stop. We're going to stuff the run, and we have two really good defenders uh, at cornerback and some guys in the back end that can make plays. You have to trust those guys, and I, I think he will, I, and I think he does. He's shown last last year in that Georgia game that 
he'll put pressure on his defensive backs to make plays. And that that team just didn't have the talent uh, to match up with Georgia in that regard. Right. But you should be able to match up with, with North Carolina State at at those spots. So I'm selling out to stop the run in this ballgame and forcing them to beat me through the air. One last thing we'll talk about in this preview is special teams. I thought special teams were the difference makers last week for Mississippi State. Tulu Griffin's return is the spark, in my opinion, that got State to win. If they don't get that, they don't get the win. Um, how, many, how much longer are we going to be looking at him before teams just say no? They're just going to kick the ball out of bounds through the back of the end zone. They're not going to fool them anymore. I thought we had enough tape on him after the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah. but and, and after that first kickoff return he had two last week, but – Apparently not. I mean, if you're not capable of kicking the ball in the end zone, you don't have a whole lot of choices. And I, I guess La Tech was not capable of just booting that thing out of there. So your choices are basically kick the ball, try to kick the ball to someone else, or kick it, squib kick it, or, or something to get the ball away from him. But um, that's a good problem to have for Mississippi State mm-hmm. because if the ball is – if the ball – goes to Tula Griffin, you have a chance for a dynamite return, or you're probably going to have some decent field position because they're going to kick a pooch kick or something and you get the ball at like the 30-yard line. So yeah. State has a real weapon back there, something that they haven't had in a long time. I mean, when was the last time they had a legitimate kick return? Leon Berry? I was going to say like Chad Bumpus, yeah. Jamie on Lewis? Yeah, I mean, but Jamie on, did he ever even return a kick for a touchdown? He had a couple of – I mean, he had a, a lot of uh, – opportunities but i mean the, uh, the, the guy that comes to mind for me are, is when you know was banks and bumpus and those were the those were the guys i mean that's it's been a while it's been and a while. those were those were punt returners yeah yeah i mean you know, leon berry was a great kick returner yeah, fred reed year. fred reed back okay. in the day wow fred reed reference dropped here today careful i mean you that. don't you don't really see a lot of kick returns like that anymore well nowadays um, especially so, it's just Kick it through the back of the end zone and let them start on the twenty. At you, why take chances on returns? I never understand it. Uh, we'll see if uh, if it burns North Carolina State uh, this weekend. Let's move on into our, our playmakers and prediction. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. If you want to tailgate with style this weekend, hit up Welcome Home Beef. Hit up the meat counter at Val's Marketplace on Highway Twelve. Great steaks, burgers, tri tips, beef ribs, everything you want to throw on the grill. This weekend, you got a long time to tailgate, so you got a lot of options and a lot of great products you can put there. If you haven't already uh, checked out Welcome Home Beats products, man, you are missing out. They're not only in Starkville, but they're in Louisville, Collinsville, uh, Pontotoc, Corinth. They're all over the state. If your local grocery store doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, it's time to find out why. Call them, call your local grocers, and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats is in the heart of the Cotton District, and you know it will be jumping this weekend. Make sure Friday night you've got a seat out there on the patio or inside or on the balcony or wherever you've got to sit to get some great food, the best food in the SEC, some of the best food in the SEC, in my opinion. Great smoked wings, barbecue, tacos, burgers, sandwiches. They've got it all for you at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Head over there this weekend and enjoy some smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of your business, take you to the next level. They're going to provide an incredible selection of services, of products, of technology, everything a business needs to operate 
and work and thrive and and make the best of itself. And then they sell everything and back everything up with the kind of customer service you would expect to get from your next door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business first and foremost. Call them today. Find out how they can put 46 years of experience to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or you can look online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Playmaker time. Robbie, who do you think on the offensive side of the ball will have a big game for the Bulldogs? So, I'm going to go Jaden Wally. Okay, I think that I think that this whole not starting thing is about to spark him. Um, and we saw it in the second half. I think last week with that the touchdown pass in the last possession. I think that is going to translate into this ball game, and I think he's going to step up at uh, the biggest moments for Mississippi State on Saturday. So. I'm going with Jaden Wally. That might be a little cliche, Mm -hmm. but something tells me that this is going to be a right button pushed by Mike Leach to kind of take him to the next level. Okay. I like, I like, I like the thought process. I certainly hope that's the case. I I mentioned it earlier. I think state's going to have to run the ball a little bit in this game. So, and the guy I thought played great last week, I think he's the most improved player on the team is Jaquavius Marks. So that's my selection here. I think Marks will be up around 100 yards rushing even. I mean, he, what, 74 last week? Uh, I think 71. He, I 71, think. yeah. If you give him a couple of more carries, he's going to be close to 100 yards uh, for Mississippi State. And I'd like to see him, you know, get a little bit more active in the passing game. Nine catches a week ago, that number's great. Got to get that 27 yards up, but I think he can do it. Could be close to 150 all-purpose yards. And if that's the case, it's going to give State a great chance to win. Uh, this football game. Defensively, I sort of mentioned it. I think State's going to be more active uh, getting after the passer, and they're going to want to be trying to stop the run. That's going to leave some man coverage opportunities. I think Emmanuel Forbes has a bounce-back weekend. Obviously had the uh, long touchdown against him last week. I think he gets a pick this weekend, uh, and will we'll, we'll be part of He and Emerson will help lock down those NC State receivers. So Emmanuel Forbes is my defensive playmaker. Who do you have? I'm going to go with Aaron Brule. Right. He was he was quiet last week. I think he had maybe seven tackles in that ball game, but you didn't really notice him as much. I think that's going to change this week. I think he's going to be big in run support. I think he's going to be big in uh, rushing the quarterback on some pass plays. I expect Brulee to step up and have a big day. Okay, I I, I think that's. I mean, he's your leader. He's you know he's your here's your guy. This is a big game. He needs to step up. So that's that's a good call. Who's your X factor? On either side of the ball? Yeah, it doesn't matter. My X factor is I think I'm going to go with uh, Will Rogers. He had, you know, he was kind of dinking and dunking last week, but he did have some big plays downfield. They actually had, I think, seven plays for uh, 20 or more yards, which is good. Um, I think his average per attempt was past 10 yards. So that was up from last year. So we're seeing him get the ball downfield more. I think he's going to see some man defense in this ball game, and I think he's going to make some big plays for Mississippi State. So I'm going to go with Will Rogers to step up and have a big day. It's an interesting X factor because, you know, we're talking about the quarterback. That's the, the, the top guy, but that's, that's, that's an interesting pick for me. Um, I'm going to stick with, with Tulu Griffin. I think, I think I had him last week, and I'll, I'll do that again. 
Um, I just feel like he's going to get an opportunity in the special teams game to make a play, and when he does, it's it's going to be a long one. It's going to set Mississippi State up for success. So Tulu Griffin will be my uh, my X factor. All right. No time like the present. What's the prediction, Robbie? Um, it's going to make people mad, but I'm I'm picking NC State in this game right now. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't have enough trust in Mississippi State just yet to be consistent, and that's the big thing in this ball game. This is a team that you can't dilly dally around with. You can't have two quarters where you're giving up 34 straight points and and expect to come back in this ball game. This team's too solid to do that. This is a team that's on the verge of the top 25. I think Mississippi State's capable of winning this ball game, but right now, I just can't take them. I, I just I don't trust them enough right now. So I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think State gets blown out. I think that's possible, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm taking NC State in this game, 31-28, and I will be glad to say I was wrong if it doesn't happen. But for right now. Just like you say, with the evidence that's been presented from both of these teams, I think it says that NC State wins the ball game right now. So if you go back and look at my predictions uh, that we talked about when we put up the media poll, I had State losing this game a few weeks ago um, and still going seven and five. What did I see from State on Saturday that would make me change that prediction? Absolutely nothing. So I do think NC State's going to get this one. State can still have a good season even if they lose this game. Now, it depends on how they lose. If they lose big, if, if my prediction is, you know, if they double that, that margin of victory or anything like that, they lose by 20-plus, well, then it, it's going to be a, a long road to hoe. But if it's a close game and State just doesn't quite have enough there in the end, doesn't mean that State can't find a way to still win six or seven games this year. But I'm going to go 28-20, uh, North Carolina State gets the win in this one. And just Ooh. so everybody knows, uh, Brian – Pick them to lose by worse than I did. So you're far more negative than I am. So I need people to understand that. I thought the game was going to be relatively close. You have them losing by a touchdown. So far more negative. Far more negative. All right. Uh, just give everybody a heads up. Right now I'm planning to wear a blue shirt. That could change on game day. I just I just don't know. But I wear powder think- blue. No, it's it's like a just like a, a medium, like a, it's almost like a royal blue is where I'm going. I think I'm I think I'm gonna wear powder blue just to piss everybody off. A little sissy blue. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do you. that. I got you. Well, we'll figure that out uh, on Saturday, guys. We'll be back with you uh, either uh, early on Sunday or you know maybe later on Sunday. It depends. It's not, it's not in our hands. It's not it's not up to me and Robbie. We gotta gotta see what happens. Uh, and of course, we'll recap everything that happens and then start getting you ready for next week. Another game, Mississippi State versus Memphis. Have a great weekend. If you're traveling to Starkville, please be safe. If you run into Robbie or I, please say hello. We always love meeting our listeners and have a great, great weekend. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.